Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. All right, welcome to another episode of CBS Eye on Veterans. I am your host, Phil Briggs, a Navy veteran and reporter for ConnectingVets.com. And in honor of Veterans Day this last week, we're taking another look at something that is more important than a World War II history lesson or a cute patriotic segment about a veteran and a service dog. In honor of the day where we remember veterans, we're going to take a look at the cost of war. And right now, how American leadership is still unwilling to pay for it. It's frankly one of the most disturbing issues of the global war on terrorism. Some say even more disturbing than handing a country back to the very terrorist group we were fighting for 20 years. After deployments to Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa, former Soviet bloc countries like Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan, and other remote locations, vets are still slowly dying from diseases like cancers, chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases like constrictive bronchiolitis, emphysema, pulmonary fibrosis, the list goes on and on. Recently, we lost another warrior, former Staff Sergeant Wesley Black, who died of cancer earlier this week, and his story was profiled by CNN's Brianna Keeler. It was a devastating diagnosis, and yet Wes took his remaining time and he became a tireless advocate for other veterans exposed to burn pits, which are quickly becoming known as the Agent Orange of the post-9-11 generation. I'm kind of like the canary in the coal mine. You know, I'm screaming my head off trying to raise this issue of awareness. It's too late for me. But it's not too late for the next veteran that walks down the hall of the VA. We have a chance right now to get ahead of that ball. You know, cancer's going to win. But it's going to be one hell of a war of attrition. Now, over this last year, I've asked people like the VA's Dr. Patricia Hastings, who told me, according to a consensus report from the National Academy of Science, Engineering and Medicine, the VA still can't find enough evidence linking inhaled toxins to diseases like cancer. Even though I'll say it again, it's illegal to burn tires and jet fuel and things like that in this country because we know the fumes kill people. Now, the VA encourages vets to add their names to the burn pit registry, 
essentially a list and a database of over 200,000 veterans who were exposed. And veterans can make their claims for both treatment of their illnesses and disability benefits. But as it stands right now, the VA can, and sadly still does, deny claims. The recent big headline for the VA was, VA is now processing disability claims for asthma, rhinitis, and sinusitis. But tell a vet that's dying of cancer that the good news is that he's covered for asthma or ringing in his ears. So you may recall for our September 11th episode of this show, we spoke with members of Congress about the 20th anniversary of the global war on terrorism and where we are today with burn pit legislation that will ensure these veterans can get the treatment and the disability payments they deserve. I recently spoke with members of both the House and the Senate, the chairman of both Veterans Affairs Committees. We'll start with the bill on the House side called Honoring Our PACT Act of 2021. And PACT stands for Promises to Address Comprehensive Toxics. It covers a list of over 20 different diseases and medical conditions, which the VA would have to presume coverage for. So where are we with it? This is Representative Mark Takano. Well, um, we need two things. Uh, a, a Congressional Budget Office score, because we know it's going to cost some money. Uh, we have some estimate from the VA, which puts it around $300 billion or so. Um, uh, and I believe that's over 10 years. Uh, what we do need is also some offsets. We need to find out how we're going to pay for it. So pay for uh, and we need to find out the number that we need to pay for. That's the, that's, a, that's the commercial budget office score. The VA has already done its analysis, but um, according to our sort of ways of working on the Hill, um, I need a, a CBO score. And, and lately, Phil, the CBO has been really busy <laughs> with, uh, you know, the, the Build Back Better plan and, and all of that. Things have moved a little bit farther on the Senate side, according to Senator John Tester. Yeah, just, just for a little refresh, it's called the Cost of War Act. It was unanimously voted out of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee uh, just prior to Memorial Day. Uh, it is a, uh, a comprehensive fix to deal with toxic exposure, in particular, in this case, burn pits. But quite frankly, moving forward, I think it's a piece of legislation that the, that the VA can use to deal with future potential toxic exposures, whatever they might be. Since the last time I visited with you, Phil, um, uh, we've been working uh, across the aisle to exchange information to try to get to a point where we can get this piece of legislation to the floor and get it passed the Senate. Um, and we have since got a score from the Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan group that tells us how much this stuff is going to cost from their perspective. And, uh, and so that's where we're at right now. We're in conversations with the VA. Um, uh, we've got the CBO numbers, and uh, we're in conversations with the Republicans. Um, and hopefully we can get to a point, um, that's the goal, to, to get a bill on the floor very, very soon that addresses uh, burn pits and other toxic exposures. Can you tell me what the price was? Yeah, so it's in two different buckets, uh, basically $225 billion over 10 years for benefits. 
and $188 billion over 10 years for health care. Uh, benefits, uh, this, this, might, this is probably disabilities that are caused by the burn pit, whether it's lung disorders or cancers or whatever that might be. That's $225 billion. The $188 billion is for health care, doctors, nurses, facilities, health care delivery, taking care of the patients. Uh, like I said, the, these are numbers over 10 years because that's how the Congressional Budget Office uh, scores it. Um, and so we're looking at a total of about at this moment in time. And like I said, there may be some things we can we can pare back some on, um, but we'll see. Uh, we're looking at a total of about $413 billion over 10 years for the toxic exposure for the cost of war act. Now, switching back to the House side, assuming Representative Ticano gets the price tag on his bill quickly, I wanted to know more about how close we are to getting a vote on it. As a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience in that, how come we don't just tack this onto one of those bills that you know they're going to vote on? I mean, isn't that sort of the dirty secret that Congress has always done? They, they just sneak a bunch of stuff in there with the basket of bills and then it all just gets passed? Well, Phil, that's, um, I don't think that that's in the cards for the Build Back Better legislation. Uh, I will say that Build Back Better, depending on what the CBO analysis actually says about BBB, that's what we say, BBB, Build Back Better. Yeah. Um, there's some analysis out of, the, out of the White House, which is a separate analysis, which shows that it actually has more revenues coming back uh, than the programmatic costs, meaning that uh, there's actually deficit reduction <laughs> built into that bill. So that's that to me is good news. As chairman of the Veterans Affairs Committee, that's I'm I'm thinking, oh, that's 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 a possible pay for. Um, we're also, you know, we also may be looking at um, the NDAA. Um, that that may be a possibility. I haven't talked to Chairman Smith about that yet. I mean, I wouldn't get too bogged down in the hows uh, of okay. how this will get done. Uh, I just need the number. And and look, there's enough political will that I think there'll be enough political pressure to find a way to do it. And this is as far as we've ever gotten with toxic exposure. Uh, and I'm intent on making sure we do it this Congress and this year, passing my bill, my House bill through through the House, precisely because of our withdrawal from Afghanistan. I I, I do not want to see the cost of war fade away uh, and the immediacy of why we need to take care of our veterans, the guarantee that we're going to take care of veterans. We've got to do it this Congress. Okay. And I, I believe I believe there's an urgency to do it. Right on. Looking at the bill on the Senate side, Senator John Tester said he believes this is also the year that they can get it done. Yeah, just just for a little refresh, it's called the Cost of War Act. It was unanimously voted out of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee uh, just prior to Memorial Day. Uh, it is a uh, a comprehensive fix to deal with toxic exposure, in particular, in this case, burn pits. But quite frankly, moving forward, I think it's a piece of legislation that the, that the VA can use to deal with future potential toxic exposures, whatever they might be. Since the last time I visited with you, Phil, um, uh, we've been working uh, across the aisle to exchange information to try to get to a point where we can get this piece of legislation to the floor and get it past the Senate. 
Um, and we have since got a score from the Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan group that tells us how much this stuff is going to cost from their perspective. And, uh, and so that's where we're at right now. My goal is to get it voted on before Congress adjourns for the year, um, which would be before Christmas. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans for ConnectingVets.com. I'm Navy veteran and reporter Phil Briggs. Now, after the week-long salute to veterans has come to an end, we wanted to acknowledge that far too many vets are dying from diseases linked to burn pits and other toxins they encountered while fighting our wars. And already too many veterans have died without receiving monthly benefits, and many have had claims denied for cancers and other diseases which are clearly linked to toxins like those caused by burn pits. Both the Senate and the House have bills which will force the VA to presume service connection for many diseases and make them give our vets the disability benefits they earned. And as we just heard, the Cost of War Act in the Senate has a price tag of almost $400 billion over 10 years. And Senator John Tester said that he believes they can bring it to a vote. So I asked, why are we waiting? Why don't we just add it to a bill we know they're going to vote on by the end of the year? Bill, have you been in on my meetings? No. I mean, the truth is, is that might be end up that that might end up being what we do. It may not pass as a standalone bill. It may be added to the NDAA, or it may be added to the omnibus bill on funding at the end of the year. Uh, in the in the end, in order to get this into those bills, though, we, we've got to have some agreement because um, uh, uh, it's a big ticket item. And uh, but we'll see. We will see what happens. We're I am going to work very, very hard to make this be a reality because I think it's the right thing to do. And uh, we will look for any mechanism we can, whether it's passing this bill as a standalone, which, by the way, I think it merits a standalone vote, or or whether it's putting it in uh, as an amendment or whether it's inserting it into base text of another piece of legislation. I'm open to all of them because uh, bottom line is, is that People talk about veterans, and they talk about how they love them and how, how important they are. Well, if they're important and you love them, better vote to pass this bill. On the House side, Representative Mark Ticano says he's also optimistic about getting his bill, honoring our pact, voted on soon. I can't wait to get it to the floor. Um, I'm eager to get it to the floor. I just got to get a CBO score. Um, it's, gonna, it's not going to be cheap. Um, but it's not going to be the trillion dollars that some people were saying that it was going to cost either. I don't think it's going to be that. Um, but it's, it, but it's, but it's going to be, it, it's going to cost, it's going to cost something. And that cost, I still say is the cost of war. Uh, right. And it's like, we wouldn't blink if we were paying for tanks or body armor or uh, jet fuel, or any other sort of expense, Uh, toxic exposure has to be considered on the same plateau. Now we will follow up with both Senator John Tester and Representative Mark Ticano again before Christmas and see where we're at. In the meantime, I also spoke with Veterans Health Administration Chief of Staff and Army veteran John M. Jensen. Now, it's the Veteran Health Administration that's tasked with giving the actual health care to our veterans. 
the doctor's appointments, the treatments. So I asked him where they were with treating veterans suffering from the diseases that are caused by toxic exposures. Yeah, well, we're focused on that. And the, the VA secretary, Secretary McDonough, is, it's one of his number one priorities is to ensure that we take care of the veterans that have suffered in these type of events from their time and from our time in service. Uh, and toxic exposures is just really amongst the top. Uh, he talks about that almost every single day. We work with, we're working with Congress and how we can best uh, reach out to veterans to get, provide claim uh, effects for veterans to ensure they understand the benefits that's available to them. And importantly, on the VHA side is that healthcare is always here for those folks that may be suffering from uh, any illnesses, Ill- injuries, uh, effects from uh, toxic exposure. Again, we're experts in those kind of things. And so if you're feeling that you might have some of those things happen to you, please come to the VA where our experts can take care of you to focus on those uh, toxic exposure uh, contaminants that you may have been uh, exposed to. So if a veteran feels as though they are having constricted bronchiolitis or have received a cancer diagnosis, they can come to the VHA. They can receive the treatment that they need right now. That's, that's right. They sure can. They should come to the VA and, and come with that information about the time of their exposures, et cetera. It's going to help in the claimant process, which in, is in the benefit side, but it's really important. So uh, we're there to care for the veterans. And so if they have a claim that may be associated to their time or possible exposures to toxic exposures, we're there to care for their healthcare needs. Again, that's Veteran Health Administration Chief of Staff and Army Veteran John Jensen who says if you're a veteran, you can get the health care, the actual doctor's appointments you need right now from VA. But what about that claim process? Who can vets trust to assist with their claims? Come with that information about the time of their exposures, et cetera. It's going to help in the claimant process, which is in the benefit side. But I mean, generally speaking, that is not a medical doctor's area of expertise. But luckily, it is the expertise of the National Veterans Legal Services Program, which recently launched the Burn Pits Claims Assistance Program. And I was able to ask co-founder and special counsel Bart Stichman about how they can get on the front lines and help vets navigate these claims, which are oftentimes difficult to make, denied, and feel like the Agent Orange of our time. Well, first of all, Phil, you're right about the fact that this is an echo of Agent Orange. And uh, the VA's opposition in general, they have a knee-jerk reaction against giving benefits for toxic exposures that later result in serious uh, illness. And it took decades uh, for Congress and the VA to get their act together. And there's finally a success starting in 1991 with veterans getting disability compensation uh, based on exposure to Agent Orange because the VA and Congress established presumptions that uh, over 15 different diseases are connected to Agent Orange. On the burn pit side, well, it's 20 years later. um, And finally, this year, uh, uh, the VA established presumptions but only for three disease respiratory conditions, sinusitis, rhinitis, uh, and asthma. And so we're in the infancy of uh, the VA and Congress trying to uh, bring justice 
to those exposed to burn pits. And that's why we set up the burn pit claims assistance program, because uh, over 75% of the burn pit claims filed by veterans are granted. And you need to be good advocates to promote uh, the connection between the toxics in burn pits and the disease the veteran is suffering from by adding medical evidence to the record. Until Congress provides or the VA a presumption, it's very important that veterans have good advocates. And so we've set up a program where veterans can contact us on our website, www.nvlsp.org, and give us information about their case. We evaluate it to see whether we can represent them. And then if so, we represent them on their burn pit claims before the VA, either at the regional office level or at the Board of Veterans Appeals. And so it often requires reviewing their VA claims file. So it takes a little while for us to get access to that. We evaluate it, and we've been successful in getting uh, scientists or physicians to provide what we call a medical nexus opinion. That is an opinion that the disease the veteran is suffering from is connected to the toxics that were spewed by the burn pits. And that's what the VA needs. It gets opinions from its own physicians but often those are not positive. And so we're able to get private opinions that uh, we hope will win the day. Are we talking then you were able to help get past that first hurdle to healthcare, or does this also help get past the hurdle for the, in the benefits, the monthly payments that the VA will yes. then owe a veteran for the rest of their life because they were service connected injured. It does both. If you win a claim for service-connected disability benefits, one, you're on a higher priority for health care. And so if you have a service-connected disability for a disease that the VA agree, agrees after looking at the medical evidence is connected, you're going to get VA health care um, uh, for the veteran. And in addition, you're going to get monthly tax-free disability compensation that depends on the degree of disability. Uh, but if you've got a serious cancer, there's a good chance you're going to be rated 100% disabled. If you're rated 100% disabled, it's over $36,000 a year tax-free. Um, now, of course, if it's rated lower, uh, it'll be much less. It all depends on the degree of disability. So you get, the point is you get both health care and financial benefits. This is probably the best news that any veteran can hear this week. The Department of Defense and the VA agree that smoke and fumes emitted from these burn pits contained numerous toxic chemicals. And over 240,000 veterans and service members have documented their exposure in the VA's Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry. 
despite its recognition that burn pits located on numerous military bases emitted toxic chemicals. The VA has thus far denied over 75% of disability claims based on burn pit exposure. So whether you're a veteran or you have one in your family or you know one that's suffering, there is help available. And for more information about the Burn Pit Claims Assistance Program, you can go to nvlsp.org. And we'll be back when CBS Ion Veterans returns. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Plus.